Mike Rowe is here. Mike Rowe has got the Mike Rowe uh, Works Foundation. He's a host and narrator, executive producer of How America Works on Fox Business. Do you have a brand new season coming out? Beats me, man. Uh, that's all on a need-to-know basis, and I just do not need to know it. It, but, it, but I do. I know you do, and you know I wouldn't keep it from you if I knew. It's just that what I've learned is there's no extra credit for knowing things further in advance. Right, and if you can't get money or credit or no. school credit or That's anything. Right. And also blame lives right alongside credit. Which so, means? Which means If you know you it and forget it. <clears throat> if, you, if you want the credit in a show, for instance, you want to right. see your name up there exactly. in the credits, you also have to assume that there's going to be a part of the program that assigns blame. Right. So if you don't want the credit, then maybe you just let it go in exchange for not getting the blame and vice versa. The next micro book, mm. uh, no one ever told me. I, 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 no one I, told I, I me. I simply didn't know. Didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. Right? I mean, By you know micro. What? We joke about it, but it's, it's the truth. I'm sitting here. I'm listening to you talk about all the trouble in the world. Right. I'm, I'm looking at I these I should have got to the positive. Well, look, the, you're, the news is the news, and people right. need to know all of this stuff. But, man, I, I do worry about the exponential effect. I mean, because I, I, I feel it in me. Like when I look at sanctuary cities that are clearly caught in the web of their own hypocrisy. None bigger than the one you're in. When I look at – he's referring to San Francisco, which technically I moved from a few years ago. I was I, talking about this one, New York City, but oh, this I, I didn't know you live in San Francisco? Well, I've been there for 20 years, okay. but I, I, I left the city about eight years ago. I can still see it, but people are not imagining these things. You know, there's a – there's an unraveling. Yeah. You can feel it. And and I think it has a lot to do with the lack of consequence. And if you show people uh, cause without effect, if you show people action without consequence long enough, they'll start to they'll start to conclude quite sanely that the wheels have come off the bus. And I look, this is all anecdotal. I don't have any science, I don't have any studies, but I can feel it. Well, I mean, there's a couple of things. That you talk about a consequence. So, for example, you have a Florida governor talking about politics who's got a great report card. Mm-hmm. Uh, people say, well, you know, he's a little cold. Okay, okay, well, he's not a great one-on-one. Really? Okay. Let's follow me. Yeah. Well, Gavin Newsom, what a warm guy. He's got great charisma, great, great hair. Look at the way he holds himself, right. goes out and feels people's pain, puts on a windbreaker and yeah. rakes leaves. Yeah. And he's out there. He's such a superstar. He's going to help the president get elected. Mm. What's the problem with Gavin Newsom? I have it in my notes. Okay. Everything. (laughs) San Francisco mayor destroyed the city, let crime run rampant, sanctuary city status. We all know what what goes on there. Just look at it. You you make the call. But by the way, don't expect to see the Raiders playing in the Oakland area because they left. Don't expect the athletics to play there. They're left. and And everyone's like, I don't blame you. And then you walk through Los Angeles, overridden with homeless, taxes through the roof. You have this beautiful state that is without par in the country, I would say, with more diversity uh, in terms of the topography and ocean views. And people are leaving for the first time in my lifetime. So yet that guy's looked at as a superstar. You talk about lack of consequence. Flip over his baseball card. His batting average is terrible. Why is he a superstar? Because he's got great gel? The same reason that an entire town turned out. And Hans Christian Andersen's great story, The Emperor's New Clothes. The entire town turned out as the emperor, who was naked but told by his tailors that he was, in fact, wearing some really, truly beautiful garb, went on a parade. And the town, for whatever reason, went along with the illusion that the emperor had some fantastic clothes on. And so they stood and they applauded. 
they knew right. they were looking at something that wasn't real. And yet they were still caught up in that moment where they weren't going to acknowledge it. It took a child. It took a kid in the right. crowd to go, hey, hey, he, I can see his twigs and berries. Hey, that guy doesn't have any clothes on. And then, just like you are now, the crowd started to nod. Right. And then new voices popped up. Look, I don't know when the moment is or who the kid is going to be in my metaphorical crowd. But I do remember years ago saying to maybe you or I don't know who I was talking to, but that photo of the governor having dinner in the French laundry right on the heels of saying no one should do this exact thing. That left millions of people who I believe, and I, I'm very friendly with a lot of people who would vote for him tomorrow. It left those people with a level of cognitive dissonance that was simply undeniable. They had to square it. And look, the rest of us can sit back and say, okay, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Say something that makes that okay. Say something that makes a sanctuary city who is now begging for help. Tell me something that makes it okay. I'm open to hear it. But the evidence demands a verdict. And a lot of people are looking around right now and saying, tell me how it's okay that those migrants who beat up that cop are out. I'll listen. I'm keen to hear how it's okay. Reasonable, persuadable people, Brian. That's who I want to talk right. to. And I don't know if any listen to this radio show. I mean, I, I mean, I say that with respect, but who out there right now is still persuadable and who is able to hear something from either side, from the other side, right. that makes them go, hmm, okay. You know what? I think we're at the point now. It's so much right and wrong rather than right and left. Uh, I really believe we're at that point because there's no nuance. For example, when uh, Trump came out and said we're going to get rid of sanctuary cities – and I thought New York and Chicago right away. I didn't really know how many cities. I couldn't believe how many there were. So what happened is they go, how dare you? You don't like migrants. You just like minorities. And they sued back. And they know we're going to get rid of the suit. But they were back and forth, the courts win. The courts goes, they can keep it. Even though it seems fundamentally unconstitutional, not a lawyer. All right. You bring that up in 2024 now. Hmm. And you say, get rid of those sanctuary cities. I watched the video in Chicago of, of uh, urban dwellers show up in Chicago in order to be able to tell the city council, I want to get rid of sanctuary city status because in my working class neighborhood, urban environment, I've been overwhelmed, overwhelmed with shelters. My schools that were promised as recreation centers well, at night are now uh, shelters for uh, for illegal immigrants. My fields are taken up with 10 cities. My kids have nowhere to play. So that is not a right or left situation. That's a right or wrong. And that's why I think we're in the right and wrong period in our country. Look, and that's I, there's not much to say other than the evidence demands a verdict and the people need to see the evidence of policies. We need to see what happens if we remove the consequences for shoplifting $1,000 worth of stuff. We need to see it. And then we need right to. Right now there is none. Okay. And we need to. Well, How's that go? The, well, I mean, actually, that's not true. There are consequences. Uh, Walgreens closes, Macy's closes, stores leave, jobs get gone, businesses leave. All of these things happen. Those are the consequences that I'm talking about. The problem is if we point to them as a partisan on either side, then the other side will conclude exactly as you just said. They'll, they'll make an argument for his hair. They'll make an argument for his looks. They'll make an argument for somebody's electability separate and apart from the policies they embraced. And so 
we're being, <clears throat> in some ways, I'm afraid, reduced to a very one-dimensional kind of analytical species where all we're really able to do is look at the surface of the thing right. and then make some sort of prognostication. See, this is why I'm more optimistic and maybe more practical than micro. <laughs> Bef- when you put those policies in place, yeah. there was one side that said, if this happens and you permit $999 worth of shoplifting – if you permit a lack of consequences and a dial down of consequences when it comes to crime, that CVS will close. And your retort would have been, no, it won't. Uh, it, it'd be fine. They can afford it. That's all built in. It's okay. It's an insurance. Okay, fine. Well, guess what happened? The minute that CVS closed and the Walgreens closed and the schools closed and the population went down, the representation of California went down, the gavel went down. The debate is over. We already saw the consequences. The question is, do you want more of that? Can you live And if with it them? happens, I'm leaving. Can you? And they left. Did it impact you, right? So all politics is personal, and every all these consequences we're talking about comes right down to the – are you affected? My dad had a heart attack right after Christmas. He was in an emergency room. It was overrun. He waited for hours. Suddenly, I'm very interested in why the emergency room is overrun. I knew it was overrun two days earlier, and I know it's overrun today. But in that moment of crisis, it impacted me. And suddenly Mike Rowe gives a damn about health care, like real hard. You know, that's happening to everybody on a thousand different issues. And I wish I could say this in a way that didn't immediately redound to right versus left. But with regard to consequences, forget the politics for a minute. I, I think for me that I worry about all of the unintended consequences virtually all of the time on virtually every topic. And politically, I wish there were a way to distill this. Pick a topic. Minimum wage. All right? Do I want to see people prosper? Yes. Do I want to see people treated fairly? Of course. Do I think it's a good idea to guarantee 20 bucks at a minimum? I really don't. And it's not because I don't like those people, and it's not because I don't want them to climb the ladder. It's because I know exactly what's going to happen in a McDonald's if you do that. I know the cost of the Big Mac is going to go through the roof. And more importantly, Brian, I know the people whose entry-level jobs depend on that transaction, those jobs are going to be eliminated. And it's happening. It's happening in movie theaters. It's happening Ruby in fast Tuesdays, food. Ruby Tuesdays, you don't see a waitress. You yeah, actually they're gone. It. Yeah, they're gone. They're gone. Rent control. I don't want to see people thrown out of their homes. I don't want greedy, rapacious landlords to be able to run amok without consequence and abuse their, their tenants. I don't, no one wants that. But what do you think is going to happen if you forbid the landlord from adjusting the rent to reflect the reality of the market? You're going to have slums. You're going right. to have people. They're never going to leave. So on every issue, every issue, the only question I always ask myself is, What's this going right. to do a, a year or two down the road? And if we don't have the patience to genuinely try and answer that, then I'm afraid we're still going to have we're going to be having the same conversation. But a couple of things that happened. Forever. We got down the road on a lot of these issues. We went down the road. And my question is, are you going to pull off the road? And that's what I think is happening. For example, the best example, and I thought you were going to go to it, was when the governor of uh, the governor of Texas started saying, if anybody wants to go to a major city, I'm going to give you a bus ride. Mm-hmm. And they started doing it. You got about 100,000, maybe more, uh, people going to Denver, Chicago, New York, and D.C. And suddenly, 
what Texas was complaining about was felt in New York and those in New York, Chicago, D.C. and Philadelphia and, and maybe in San Francisco and Los Angeles because of their governor was always OK with that. Sure. Now he's giving them free health care. Sure. The way. Nuts. So now you, now it is your problem. That's and right. now now you're going to visit sanctuary cities. And now you're uh, I interviewed over the weekend to Democratic uh, Democratic voters who are in Chicago and they're active in their community. And they were all excited because the school that had to close down was going to be a rec center for their kids. Hmm. Then they were told there was no money to convert it. And all of a sudden the money flowed in. They started rehabbing. I thought it was going to be their rec center. You know what it was? A migrant center. Where the money come from? The state and the city to convert it to a migrant center. And I go, wait a second, I thought there was no money for a rec center. He goes, no, it's a migrant center. So in come these people they don't know anything about. They've totally changed the texture of the neighborhood, and they still don't have a rec center. And these two Democrats on with me on Saturday just said, this has got to stop. We got down the road. We hit a dead end. Now you're going to turn around you're going to fix it. You're going to complain about it. And, but if you care about your life, you're going you're gonna to get involved. And I think when it comes up again, you're going to say, I'm not, I'm not happy. I'm, I am going to get rid of that sanctuary city. I am going to put that wall up. I think it's important to have legitimate asylum claims, but not the ones with now. I mean, you watched that video this morning in New York City that happened on Saturday. You see 20-year-old men, mm-hmm. single men, fighting age in their country who said they were too scared or sought asylum. It is assumed they had to come to our country. And they're brawling with each other. When our cops show up, they beat up our cops. Why are they still here? There is no flip side to that argument. No, there's not. And it's fair to ask that question. And it's fair to have the people who support those policies give an answer. In fact, it's imperative. Put them on the spot. The evidence demands right. a verdict. And, and I get it. When right. you have those kinds of visuals, you have to run with them. It, it would be irresponsible not to. Right. But still, it's the splat factor. Until it hits you personally, right. until you're married to one of those cops who got kicked in the yep. head, then then the degree of your of your in, involvement right. will vary, right? So it's going to go splat for everybody eventually. I'm getting the watching. one minute cube. He's so experienced, Eric. You could actually tell Mike Rowe too. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, he wouldn't. I know what a minute is. Side. Believe me, believe Back. me. I know what a minute is. I don't know what that means. Back in a moment. Challenging conventional thought and wisdom. You're with Brian Kilmeade. Uh, The majority of our members are going to vote their paychecks. They're going to vote for an economy that works for them, and they're going to vote for a president. When you look at these two presidents, the choice is very clear about which one stands up with the working class and stands up for labor, and which one stands for the billionaire class, and that's his base. So uh, that is uh, Sean Fain, who's big-time union leader, who said, I'm endorsing, and our, we're endorsing, the UAW is going to endorse Joe Biden. We made him work for it. But he says, no doubt about it, a lot of people are going to vote for Donald Trump. Something happened in our, uh, in our lifetime, Mike Rowe. Uh, it seems like with actually within eight years, suddenly the white-collar party is the blue-collar party Republicans. <laughs> and the guy that brought it is the so-called billionaire, Donald Trump, who, who relates to the blue collar more than the white collar. Your thoughts? Well, it's what I He's said. saying it. I mean, I wish we could actually have a conversation about that separate from politics only because the language is so fascinating. Up is down, right is left, blue is white, right? Everything. You're right. I don't know how or when it shifted, but it all has. And when I was listening to that, I was thinking of another, like, horrible law. I don't know if you're up to speed on AB5 and what's going on right now, it's the basically the war on uh, jobbers and freelancing and the gig economy. 
right? Uber drivers. Uber drivers, but truck drivers. I mean, you got 50,000 independent truck drivers who suddenly lost their living as a result of this thing. And it's going before Congress, I think, in March. It's really coming up. And these guys are pushing hard for it. And when you eliminate freelance, when you eliminate the gig, man, I mean, that's going right at the pick line of the country. we got to pay attention to it. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.